0: Episode 96 of the Shock Shock Knicks podcast on the Posting and Toasting Podcast Network. Sean St. Jacques back here with you for another week of Knicks and NBA talk. Oh my, a lot of good stuff to get to this week involving the Knicks, involving the playoff race in the NBA, which keeps getting better and better as the days go by we'll talk about it all there's really not much else to get to i mean this is it's crunch time nine games to go for the knicks in the regular season we'll talk about how they finished off that six game homestand and what's to come on the road over the next couple of weeks as well and then of course how the knicks will finish off the regular season we'll also get to the playoff races the east and the west things are changing things are heating up i'm very excited to be honest with you i got one eye on the nfl draft i've got one eye on on the knicks it's it's a lot of fun sports this time of the year is a ton of fun it really is baseball season's in full swing the nfl draft the nba is getting down to the nitty-gritty with the playoffs so is the nhl and then if you're a fan of transfers college basketball and and stuff going on with signing day with college football it's it's awesome right now and for me as a premier league fan it's getting to the end of that season as well with with the with with european football and and the premier league as well with the champions league all of it so sports fans right now if almost no matter what sport you love that's my point there's something going on right now with the nba and with the knicks it's all about playoff seating and the playoff hunt in general look overall i thought a a solid week for the knicks in general They, they had had two amazing weeks coming into this week and they were really just a cp3 fourth quarter of performance of mastery away from another perfect week (laughs) from the knicks so again the knicks deserve a ton of credit in the end a two and one week overall it starts with a game that i thought the knicks had to win you know listen going back the last couple of weeks knicks came into that game against toronto obviously riding high with a nine uh game i mean eight game winning streak they made it nine in a row against the toronto raptors a game that i really thought um was a must win only because if you beat toronto there there's really no chance you fall back into a race with them at the end like there's no really way you can slip back in and you know fall back onto their level as far as where everything is in the playoff hunt the toronto raptors at the time were the last team in right so you're trying to keep them as far away as you can so you can clinch that playoff spot it felt like a must win for confidence wise keep the streak going but also to kind of finally put toronto in the rear view and say no 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 we're not worried about you anymore we're far enough away where it doesn't matter you're not catching us that kind of a thing so huge i thought to get that win 120 to 103 i was watching it on a work trip down in florida texting my buds and we were just loving every minute of that fourth quarter the way listen it was tight for a good portion of the game specifically the third the third quarter toronto i think surprised me a little bit i thought the knicks could have had a chance to to pull away a little bit there but they decided to choose their pull away quarter to be the fourth quarter and the knicks really kind of put toronto to bed in that fourth quarter any chance of toronto kind of staying in with a chance of at some point making the knicks sweat a little bit down the stretch kind of went out the window in the fourth uh I, listen emmanuel quickly made some huge plays i thought julius randall was phenomenal again 31 and 10 rj barrett down the stretch in the fourth has huge plays as well uh despite uh some issues with foul trouble taj gibson was big nine points as well from obi Toppin. How about Reggie Bullock? Sixteen points from him as well. And Derrick Rose had nineteen off the bench. We'll get to his great game against Phoenix in a second. Overall, I, the Knicks did everything they could do in the fourth quarter to put them away, and it and it ended up being huge down the stretch. Thirty-two to twenty, the Knicks outscored the, the Raptors in the fourth, and they said good night pretty quickly. In that fourth quarter. And, and listen, Nerland's Noel. We got to keep talking about this guy, man. Just incredible. Just incredible what this guy has done defensively. Only had one point in the win, but he had five rebounds, two steals, and four blocks, including a nasty rejection on Pascal Siakam. So I, he had a couple of huge blocks in the third and a couple of other huge blocks i think memory serves in the fourth it, wherever whichever quarters they were they were big blocks and once again nerland's noel proves his worth to this new york knicks team i i really enjoyed the way that he plays the game defensively and i said it i think right after that game i said i because i had said it earlier in the year if the knicks do something this year whether it's down the stretch in the regular season or in the playoffs. We will be talking about Nerland's Noel. He, those are the kind of guys that come up trumps in those situations that come up big and he's done it night in and night out. Nerland's Noel without Mitchell Robinson in there has been the unsung hero of this magical Knicks run. He really has been. It's been unbelievable to watch him on the defensive end of the floor. And there's been games where he's been big offensively. He has, but defensively consistently, he's there and Tom Thibodeau must love having him in the starting lineup he's a tibbs kind of guy to have in the front court and, and he's been massive to putting the knicks right at the top of the defensive rankings in a lot of categories this year he's been remarkable really has been unbelievable so i think right off the bat we got to give nerland's noel some love because he has been a cornerstone of this knicks defensive work and again listen julius Randle was fantastic again rj barrett's turning into An incredible player, he really is. He it seems like every game he shows you more, uh, more and more of his development and maturity as a player, and he's still in his early, very early twenties. So this is a kid that's only going to get better as the years go by, and and look at the difference that years a year makes with his development. Just from the coaches, just from the coaching change under Fizz and Mike Miller, you know you would get it would be up and down with RJ. You weren't always sure what you were going to get, but with Tibbs, I I mean, it's just night and day specifically with RJ Barrett took some time, you know, but once RJ Barrett has been feeling comfortable, right. I think bringing, bringing Derek Rose back was huge for the Knicks in this run as well to help bring a veteran presence for the backcourt. I mean, I'm sure Barrett and Quickly are just eating up everything that Derrick Rose is feeding them. I I mean, it's incredible to see that dynamic as well. So, and and listen, Taj Gibson at times really pops up with big performances for this Knicks team. I know he's getting towards the end of his NBA career, but boy, the familiarity of playing under Coach Thibodeau has been huge for him as well in spurts. And, And listen, you know, it's good to see Obi Toppin have nine points as well i'd love to see him maybe in the playoffs sometime down the stretch of the season just have a breakout game maybe have like a 15 point game something like that but he's bought in you you clearly ob Toppin is part of this project going forward and he shows the signs from time to time but i'd love to see him break out at some point down the stretch of this season or who knows maybe in in a playoff game when you need an unsung hero to come up big but I'd love to see Obi Toppin at some point get maybe a 15, 17 point game, something like that. He's kind of been hovering around 5 to 10 for most of the year. I'd love to see him break out with a big game, but we'll see, you know we'll see how it goes with him moving forward. But for now, listen, the story is that this team can win important games. No question about it. That was a huge victory over the Raptors to get the week, at least between podcasts started on the weekend. Listen, and then you go to the Phoenix game. Listen, the Knicks had a lead in this game. They had an opportunity to kind of put Phoenix away. But listen, Phoenix is one of the best teams in the NBA. One of the best teams in the NBA. And listen, the Knicks played phenomenally well in the first half, I thought. Specifically, the first quarter was a really strong performance from the Knicks. They had a healthy lead at one point. Phoenix kind of cut cut it down a little bit in the third. And, and I kind of expected because of the fact that, you know, Julius Randle didn't have his best game, you know, was inefficient from the field. Um, RJ Barrett was good. Not great. Again, took him a while to get his points as well. And listen, Reggie Bullock was great. Uh, Derek Rose was phenomenal at 22 points off the bench, quickly had 11 off the bench. Um, but in the end, Chris Paul, in the fourth quarter, massive, really. Uh, he was crucial for the Suns down the stretch. Obviously, Devin Booker had 33 points. He was big. Um, DeAndre Ayton was a point shy of a double-double. And then obviously, former Villanova guy, Mikhail Bridges, who's no, uh, no stranger to big performances at MSG, came through with 21 big ones as well. So, that three-headed monster with a little bit of Aiton mixed in, and then you had uh, Cam Johnson off the bench with 11, and also Cameron Payne in double figures, this Suns team is dangerous, man, it is a dangerous team, that starting five is really legit, it's a really good five, no question, Booker, Paul, Aiton, Bridges, and was it Craig, I think was the fifth starter, Uh, yeah, Torrey Craig, so that's a really good five and then it's a decent bench with kaminsky johnson Payne, and carter and obviously no crowder with the sprained ankle. so and and listen sarge was out with an ankle uh as well but listen it it's a really good Suns team the knicks did not play their best in that game you know they did not play their best but they hung tough the whole time you know they if they had a you know a typical julius randall performance maybe the knicks win you know, if RJ Barrett was a little bit more efficient, maybe it's a different game. You know, Knicks held firm for almost the entire game. And then Chris Paul, you know, at the, how old is Chris Paul? Jeez. He's got to be getting up there. Um, but Chris Paul at the ripe age of, let me confirm, 35 years old, gave it to the Knicks late. And that was the difference in the game. And listen, Booker was fantastic. You give your you give your props to those guys, but I give the Knicks credit. You know, if the, if the nine game winning streak had to end, it it had you know, one of the best teams in the NBA came in and made more plays. That that's what it comes down to. And listen, the Suns have a better road record than the Knicks have home record. So the the Suns have been good on the road all year long. And again, Chris Paul has shown, no matter where he goes in his late NBA career, he is a factor if he stays healthy. He's a factor. Remember, the Knicks were looking at him for a while. We we talked. We had multiple conversations on this show about bringing in Chris Paul. And right now, it's looked like it's it's worked out well for both sides. <laughs> Chris Paul has got one of the best teams, if not the best team in the NBA. In the Suns, they're right there in that conversation. And the Knicks are really good with what they've got as well. So, and, and both teams, you know, can hold them their heads high a little bit after this game. Knicks. Maybe feel like they let it get away because they had a healthy lead at one point in this game, but they were in it the whole way. They were in it the whole way against one of the best teams in the NBA. And we'll get to this as well. The Knicks will get another shot at Phoenix on the road. So I'm I'm looking forward to see how they respond and and how they do going on the road against Phoenix. But we'll get to the lengthy road trip in the second half of the show. So 118-110 was the final. The nine-game winning streak came to an end, but there was still one huge game to finish off the homestand against Chicago. This also kind of felt like a must-win for the Knicks. Listen, they, they'd finished off Toronto as far as them getting anywhere near the Knicks. The Bulls were the next team. The Knicks kind of had to put in their rearview mirror. And the Knicks did just that. They they really, <laughs> they really did. Um, listen, I give Chicago a bit of credit. The Knicks blitzed them in the first quarter. 30-19? Uh, to 32-19 in the first quarter. It was a rout at times. The Knicks were completely outplayed the the Bulls in that first quarter. The Bulls came back roaring in the second quarter. They really responded well and they did not look dead by any stretch at halftime. And in the third quarter, the Bulls kind of kept it within striking distance. I mean, it was very tight. Very tight going into the fourth. And then as the Knicks have done during this stretch, this great run they've been on in in April, put the bulls away in the fourth quarter outscored chicago 37 to 19 in the fourth quarter held the bulls under 20 points in the first quarter and in the fourth quarter remarkable defensive work again from this Knicks team 34 points from julius Randle led the way and the knicks bounced back with a 113 94 win convincing in the end Again, 34 from Randall, 22 from Barrett, 13 from Bullock. How good has Reggie Bullock been during this stretch? Crucial with his shot making from the perimeter. No question about that. Knicks played a lot more guys than they normally play, uh, but most of these guys were just kind of in for a few moments. Toppin, not you know great in his 11 minutes. Todd Gibson, 4 points, 8 rebounds. Derrick Rose, 6 points, 6 assists. Poor shooting night but quickly had 13 big ones despite you know not being efficient from the field off the bench. So the, the Knicks got enough bench scoring because Barrett and Randall carried the load. And listen, Noel and Payton both around the double digit mark as well. So the starters did more than enough to get this victory. And sometimes you're going to need nights like that. The starters have got to carry the load, and the Knicks starting five did just that. Three points combined away from everybody being in double figures. That's a really good night for the starting five. And listen, they needed it, because Quickly and and Rose didn't give you what they're capable of off the bench. Starters came up big. They came up really big in a 113-94 win. And listen, that block that led to the Barrett three, the alley-oop from Rose to Toppin, the crazy Toppin dunk over three Bulls. I'm just looking through some of the highlights here. Loving it that fourth quarter was was amazing another another text your friends kind of moment where you're just just loving every moment of watching the Knicks be good. It's just amazing. So many guys I've talked with, uh whether they're people I know from the business or just friends who like the Knicks I've heard I've heard just so many phrases just like, I love this team. I just love the way this team plays or yeah you know, just I love this team with all my heart. You know those kind of responses you get. It's how I feel too. It's how New York, New York's team should play. You know the way the Knicks play is how New York's team should play. You know what I mean? The team that represents New York, the team that most people associate with New York in basketball. That's how this team should be playing. That's the identity of the city. And listen, I'm not from New York. I just have I, you know, I I have family from New York. I'm a tri-state area kid from new jersey but that you know this is this is this area this is the toughness of this area you know and, and maybe people from new york don't like you know putting in the whole tri-state area but that's where the fans are from the front the fans are from all over this area and i have a ton of connections with new york and i just love seeing you know one of new york's cornerstone teams playing like they should be playing it's a really cool thing that we don't Acknowledge enough, but we need to appreciate during this stretch. Knicks have won ten in their last eleven games, and are rolling to finish the regular season. It's a beautiful thing to watch. Listen, we'll see what happens in the playoffs. Knicks have not been, you know, slotted in anywhere yet. We don't really know who the Knicks will play. Knicks could finish again. Knicks could still. Fi- right now, the Knicks at the moment. We'll dive a little bit deeper into this in in the second half of the show. Knicks are are, are in fourth. They're a game up on Atlanta, who have lost two in a row. And they're two games up now on the Celtics with nine games to play for the Knicks. They're four games back of the Bucs. And we'll get to them. There's some breaking news on them while, the, while we've recorded the show. We'll get to them in a second. So the Knicks, they're still moving up, potentially, slight chance, but up and down. So we'll see where the Knicks slot in. But the Knicks have basically, with those wins over the Raptors and the Bulls, essentially have locked in a playoff spot. It's going to happen the Knicks are going to be in the NBA playoffs this year. And it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. And now we'll see how they do moving forward. We'll talk more about that in the second half of the podcast. But real quick, before we take the break, one more quick thing, because I, listen, we have, we have some breaking news because this is, this just happened while we recorded the podcast. We'll save that. It's an NBA note. So we will, we will get to that, um, in the second half of the show, this is potentially big news and we'll dive into the playoff picture things of that nature and what the knicks are looking at for the for the finale of the regular season we'll we'll get to that massive road trip coming up but when you look at the standings right now from where the knicks were a season ago knicks won what 21 games a season ago the knicks have 35 wins 28 losses they've won 10 of their last 11 overall the extended run that the knicks have been on and they're actually within striking distance of third with the milwaukee bucks just four games up with nine to play it, it, it's remarkable it's really remarkable what the knicks have done over the last couple of weeks in general and during the season as a whole we talked about it last week tom thibodeau and i, and I talked with more people about it this week he's the coach of the year The more people I talk to, the more convinced I am that, that Tom Thibodeau should be the NBA coach of the year. The job that he has done has been unmatched, has been unmatched this season. And especially if the Knicks finish in fourth, if the Knicks get the four seed in the NBA playoffs. And again, there's a lot of work to be done. The Knicks have six road games coming up, but if the Knicks do that, you better hand it over you better hand it over to Tom Thibodeau as the NBA coach of the year because no one's got a better case than him. No question about that. All right, let's take the break here. When we come back, we'll look ahead of the Knicks finish to the regular season, look at the playoff picture in the NBA, and we got some breaking news that just came across as I was recording the podcast. We'll touch on that and a lot more. Coming up next on the Shock Shock Knicks podcast on the posting and toasting. Podcast Network. Second half of the show. Now I I, during the break, I was kinda thinking to myself, where do I put this breaking news in? Because this just came across literally while I was finishing up that last point about the Knicks. Um I might as well put it in right now because I've already teased it twice, I think, two or three times. Um this just came across from the Athletic on my phone a an update about 15 20 minutes ago but I just got it now. Giannis Antetokounmpo has left the game against the Houston Rockets with a sprained right ankle. Um this happened very early in the first minutes of the game he turned his ankle on a Eurostep going at Kelly Olynyk. Um, PJ Tucker was also involved as well. He's not going to return. It's still a developing story, so that we don't know anything else at the moment. But Giannis Antetokounmpo has left the game against the Rockets on this Thursday, as we record the podcast, with a sprained ankle. That's all we know. I, that's all we know. If you, you know, again, some some people I, I talk with that listen to the show, they only follow the Knicks. So I just, it's worth mentioning. Knicks are only four back of the buck, So if Giannis does miss time the Knicks pick up a couple of wins on this road trip who knows it could it, we'll see how it impacts everything although the Bucs have shown during the regular season at least they can they can win plenty without Giannis Antetokounmpo we'll see we'll see how it affects the team moving forward but it's worth mentioning on the podcast because it literally just came across the timeline so we'll see we'll see how it moves forward with the Bucs and Giannis and, and sprained ankles you know could be fine. You know, just for the playoffs, you'll miss the rest of the regular season, or you know, maybe he's back in a week. There's still there's still time for that, so we'll see. It's not great timing for the Bucks. Never good timing at the end of the season to pick up an injury, no matter how serious it is. But we'll see how how Giannis and the Bucks decide to handle things with the injury moving forward. And again, if he misses out on games, could give the Knicks an opportunity to maybe make up some ground, and who knows, and maybe maybe get to that three spot. Maybe be pushing our luck to think that, but there's, you know, mathematically it's still in, it's still in the realm. So it's not six games back. It's four games, not, not out of the, not out of the realm with the way the Knicks have been playing. So we'll see how it goes. Knicks obviously have some potential chances to move up. So we'll see, we'll see how that moves forward really quick, because I do want to mention stuff going on, um, with the, you know, the, the way the playoffs are looking, you know, the, the standings and the playoff races are are really heating up. No question. Things are changing by the day. I really love this time of the year in the national basketball association, but let's dive into the Knicks' schedule to finish up the regular season. Listen, I, I think I mentioned this a month or two ago when talking about this stretch. It's one of the craziest stretches I've ever seen um, to finish a regular season. Knicks had just, are just coming off a six game homestand they're now going on a six game road trip luckily the knicks have a couple of days off here Um, they don't play again until sunday so that that's good news for the knicks they need the rest because they've got a gauntlet of a road trip coming up they have to play houston on the road which should be you know it's a winnable game obviously with the way the rockets have been playing by the way months ago would have made this trip even harder but the houston game is now the most winnable game on the trip so that's a big game for the knicks to get under their belt then they play memphis on the road another winnable game then then the stretch gets very tough at denver at phoenix i'd love to see the knicks maybe get some revenge on the suns in their own building then they get two staple center games one against the clippers and one against the lakers who may or may not have lebron back so we'll see lakers have looked vulnerable so far at times with anthony davis back in the lineup no question you know anthony davis being back is good for the lakers but he's not near where you'd expect him to be very inconsistent at times. And, and listen, his inconsistence better than a lot of other inconsistencies. No question about that, but he's not himself. He's not been, he's not gotten back to where you'd expect him to be yet. And you can see it. You could see it on the, I watched them play the, uh, Dallas, uh, at the weekend last weekend. They did not look like the Lakers. I was expecting them to look like with Anthony Davis in the lineup. Let a a double digit lead slip against a Dallas team that was kind of daring the Lakers to beat them and they couldn't do it. So it was a very, um, if you're a Laker fan, pretty disappointing display there. And it it hasn't gotten much better. I mean, with, with all the people saying that LeBron's needed back in this starting lineup. I, I mean, they listen, they followed up the Mavericks loss with a win at Orlando, but then they ended up losing on the road to the wizards. Now, again, the wizards are much better than they were earlier in the season, but the Lakers should have won that game. So couple of, couple of tough stretches coming up for the Lakers and the Knicks could make it very tough on them. You know, they, they can make it very tough on them. And I expect the Knicks to make that a tough game. I really do. I think the Lakers with, with or without LeBron are going to be up for, you know, in for a battle. No question. I, I think the Lakers are, are, you know, they're in a little bit of trouble they're in a little bit of trouble right now because with anthony davis not firing on all cylinders and i know lebron is lebron but when he comes back he's gonna need a game or two to, to get things going again lakers could be in some trouble now we'll, we'll look at the full picture of that later but with this with the, also what i'm trying to say is with the way the knicks are playing this and with the way some of the other teams are playing on this on this stretch this is a stretch where the knicks can can do some damage it really is it really is and i said i think uh, a few months ago if the Knicks went three or three and three on this road trip I'd be jumping for joy I expect the Knicks to go three and three I think you could beat Houston I think you can beat Memphis and I think you can get one of um Denver through the Lakers Denver Phoenix Clippers Lakers you can get one of those games I, I really do so if the Knicks go three and three I think they would take it but there's there's a room here where the Knicks could maybe surprise some people and maybe go forward two and really finish the season strong so we'll see. And I, listen, I, I think I said this two months ago. I would have taken four, uh, two and four on this road trip. I think three and three is very manageable for this Knicks team. I really do. I really do. So we'll see what happens, but it's a tough six game road trip. It's, it's why it was important for the Knicks to go five and one on that six game homestand. because all six teams were good teams or, you know, in the mix for a playoff spot. And all six teams, you know, really could test the Knicks. So, and obviously in the end, the Knicks played three teams that have a direct impact on their playoff standings in Atlanta, Toronto, and Chicago. They beat all three. So huge, huge, huge homestand for the Knicks. And they went five and one and they lost to the best team of the six in a very tight game. So the Knicks have got to be thrilled with that homestand. I said it, uh, I think a month or two ago, about that homestand, bare minimum, the Knicks had to win four games. They had to win four of those six. They got five out of six. And if they play, if Julius Randle and or RJ Barrett play five percentage points better, they would have had all six. So it's a really, it's a really good homestand. The Knicks really needed that to kind of solidify themselves, not only as a playoff team, but a team that could really finish in the top six and potentially get that four seed for the nba playoffs they really put out a big statement with that five and one homestand and obviously the knicks have won 10 of their last 11 overall so this will be a, a tough six game road trip and then the knicks have three at home to finish the regular season san antonio at home charlotte at home again and then the knicks finish up the regular season which with, with what could be a big game for playoff seeding potentially against the boston celtics who the knicks are currently two games up on in the NBA playoff standings so very big stuff coming up for the Knicks as they look to continue this fantastic run in which they've won 10 of their last 11 games all right let's take a look at the full picture of the playoff standings at the moment that's how we'll wrap up the show this week and let, let's be honest I, I think it's getting better and better by the day it really it really really is let's start in the east obviously the knicks have won 10 of their last 11 we've talked about them we talked about their place at the moment the nets have won three in a row they're now the top spot in the east very very intriguing to see what's going on what's happening in brooklyn very intriguing they're on a roll they've played extremely well got to give them a lot of credit the, Rock, uh, it's just the Rockets, geez, we'll get to them. The Sixers have been okay. I mean, they're still playing good basketball, but they have fallen back down to the second spot. And I said this last week, Doc Rivers has had them wire to wire as the top team in the East. Well, Brooklyn has taken the top spot. It's only by a game. And they've also now Brooklyn, have, they now have the best home record in the East and the second best home record in the entire NBA behind the Utah Jazz. So brooklyn has taken advantage of their home games and now they're the top dog right now in the eastern conference so that's going to be an interesting battle to see who gets the number one seed in the east i think at their best respected best i think brooklyn probably would take it with durant healthy but they're still trying to figure that all out so right now i think philly should feel like they're the number one seed because they've been the best team the entire regular season but right now brooklyn's got the spot and we'll see how long that lasts. But for right now, Philly's a game back with about nine or 10 to play, depending on which team we're talking about. So then obviously the Knicks are a game up on the Hawks. They're two games up on the Celtics and the Heat. Hornets are still in this thing, man. They have really been struggling uh, this to stay afloat since the LaMelo ball injury, but they're still in the playoffs. They're in the eighth spot at the moment. They're uh, four games up on the Chicago Bulls and the Toronto Raptors for for the final playoff spot as far as them trying to get in they're two games up on the wizards who occupy the 10th and final playoff spot as it stands right now hornets have been abysmal they've lost uh, seven of the last 10 they've lost their last two on the bounce and they just don't look like the same team we saw about a month and a half ago they just have really fallen under the injuries uh and have not been able to pick themselves back up but listen I think if they get three or four down the stretch, they're probably going to be in. I don't think this the Bulls or the Raptors are going to go on this crazy run where they win nine of their last ten or eight of their last ten. I don't see that happening. You know that this is a we're talking about a Bulls team that's been very mediocre for most of the season and has dealt with injuries, and we're talking about a Raptors team that got up to such a good start and since then has been as Jekyll and Hyde as it gets. They look pretty good against the Knicks. They have. The talent to get into the playoffs but they're running out of time and i don't think they're going to be catching the pacers who are in the nine spot or the hornets that leaves only one team for one of these two to catch and that's the whiz kids of of washington who are rolling washington has won nine of their last 10 and they look fantastic they really do they've really righted the ship and they're two games up on the bulls and the raptors with only a few weeks left in the season so The East playoff race for that final spot has really come down to three teams. Can the Raptors or the Bulls catch Washington? That's really what it's come down to. And if the Wizards keep playing like they're playing, I would not want to play them right now, by the way. They're getting in. The Wizards are going to figure this out and they're going to get in. They're going to be dangerous in the NBA playoffs. They are going to be tough to deal with. I'm telling you, this is not going to be an easy out. Potentially, if the Wizards keep playing like they're playing. So, listen, the Bulls and the Raptors are running out of time because the Wizards, I think, are going to keep on winning. I really do. And if we were going stock up, stock down, the Wizards would be my East stock up. I mean, they have really turned things around. It's incredible. They just beat the Lakers. And during this run, the only team they've lost to are the Spurs. They've beaten the Thunder, the Cavs, the Warriors, the Thunder again. The Pelicans, the Pistons, the Kings, and the Jazz in Utah. So, this has been a great run for the Wizards. They'd lost four in a row at one point, going back close to the end of March. And since then in April, they've just been unbelievably good. It really has been a remarkable turnaround. And on top of that, listen, with the way certain guys have been playing, listen, Russell Westbrook, you expect him to always be good you you expect him to never lay lay down the gauntlet or i should say to never lie down overall i should say and and he hasn't he's been remarkable you know you look at at what he's doing again this year in 55 games averaging a triple double again it's it's he doesn't get enough respect he really doesn't get enough respect 21 11 and 11 he's been off the charts Bradley Beal as expected 31 points per game beast and then you look at what Thomas Bryan has done in only 10 games and you're thinking well then who's the third guy it's Rui Hachimura not enough people are talking about Rui Hachimura I remember thinking out of at a college that I would have loved to have him on the Knicks he's a heck of a player the Washington Wizards have got a really good piece in Rui Hachimura and he's turned into a massive part of what the Wizards are doing this season, he's and he he dunked over AD the other night. I mean, he's really starting to show the confidence in his game. So they got a really nice three-headed monster in Beal, Westbrook, and Hachimura that could be dangerous in a first-round play-in series or a playoff series. So Wizards are dangerous, and I and I don't know if they're going to be caught. I really don't. I think if either of the two teams they are going to do it, it's probably going to be Toronto. I don't think the Bulls have it in them. I think they're too inconsistent. And I, and I don't think... You know, listen, Nikula Vucevic was great again at the Garden. He always kills the Knicks. But I don't know if he can carry them. I, I don't think that they're... I, it's only two games. I get that. It can change. But with the way the Wizards are playing, I don't think they're going to be caught. I really don't. I, I think they're probably going to hold on. And I think the 10 you see right now will likely be the 10 that make the playoffs. I Again, I, I don't see the Wizards falling off i think the pacers will do enough they're they're pretty steady in that eight nine spot i think they could i, I if I, I keep stumbling here if i had to choose today the seedings for the bottom four i'd probably go wizards pacers sorry wizards hornets pacers celtics because i think the heat will will probably finish above them and then we're looking a combination of heat hawks knicks And then we get to the top three. That's kind of what I'm looking at right now for the East playoffs. So we'll see. That's what I think it's looking like in the East. It's really a three, three horse race for the final spot. That's what it's looking like right now. Very tight. But I think the Wizards have a huge advantage going into the home stretch of the regular season. In the West, again, the one spot, very much up for grabs. Jazz have a one game lead on the red hot phoenix suns and i'm really excited to see who finishes first it could go either way again the utah jazz have been the wire to wire leaders in the west this entire year they got the best home record in the league at 20 best home record in the entire league 26 and 4 very impressive um and, and then you look at what phoenix has done with chris paul leading the way deandre Ayton, devin booker unbelievable really has been incredible to watch their progression from last year to this year then the Clippers, the Nuggets, the Lakers, and the and the Mavs round out the top six, and the Lakers have got to be really careful. They've got to be really careful here. That Denver loss, I'm sorry, that Dallas loss really puts them in danger of falling out of the top six if LeBron does not get back in time. It, it really does. They're only two games up on the Portland Trailblazers who are in the seven spot. And I get it. The Blazers have not been great. Look at the extended run. But they're, they've are they won their last two and they're starting to figure it out again. I know they've lost seven of the last 10. But I, I would not put it past Dame Dalla and the Blazers to get that sixth spot. Whether it's over Dallas or over the Lakers. So there's a lot that... That Dallas win over the Lakers was a big game. That was a big game for the Lakers. The Lakers only have a two game cushion right now to stay out of that bottom four they they better get it in gear man they could be in big big trouble because you do not want to be stuck in a first round play-in series against a golden state or a san antonio and then have to worry about playing the jazz or the suns no thanks not in the west my gosh you'd be going through a buzzsaw so the lakers this is, this is a big stretch for them. The end of the regular season could define how this season goes for LA. It really, the defending champs make no mistake. Their backs are not against the wall, but this is a big, big stretch coming up for the Lakers. They are in a little bit of trouble right now. So uh, if LeBron does not get back in time, they could, they could fall out of the top six. It's not out of the realm. Because the Blazers are starting to turn it around again, and the Dallas Mavericks are more than game. So, listen, the Blazers are two games two games back. Dallas is only a game and a half back. So, there, there's a lot still to be determined from six, I should say five, all the way down to seven. Because, listen, the the, the Grizzlies are kind of out of that conversation, and so are the Spurs and Golden State's four up now. By the way, on the Pelicans, so we kind of know the ten in the West. It, it would take a it would be pretty big catastrophe for the, for the Pelicans, or I should say for the Warriors to fall out of this thing, and the Pelicans to snatch that last playoffs, but I don't see that happening, I, I think the Warriors, the Warriors have won seven of the last ten, I know they lost the other night, but I, I think Steph, Steph's been amazing, hasn't he, he's been unbelievable, so I, I think the Warriors will be fine, they'll get in, uh, I'd love to see, you know, whether it could be Ja against Steph, could be Game against Steph we could get a really good play in round there but for right now the 10 looks safe but it's about getting that sixth spot and it's a three-horse race again uh Portland and and Dallas there at the moment and then the Lakers could fall back into that because Denver's won three in a row they've opened up a five-game lead on the Lakers so I think the best case scenario for the Lakers would be playing Denver in a first round series. And that's no cakewalk. You know, Denver took the Lakers to six games and, and didn't play that great last year. So I, I, this could be a really, you know, pick your poison scenario for the Lakers here. If they stay where they are, which is no given, they get Denver. If they fall to six, they get the Clippers And if they fall out of that, they got to do a play in round and then they'll get either Phoenix or Utah in the, in the first main round. I I mean, it's, it's a tough, tough sled for the Lakers almost no matter what. And because of the injuries, they, it could cost them. It could cost them big time in the playoffs. It really could. That's the big story in the West. What's going to happen? with the lakers down the stretch i mean that is really the, the big talking point right now no question about that that's gonna do it for this week's episode of the shock shock Knicks podcast guys before i go thank you guys as always for listening we've had another big month we've had another really big start to the year of of listenership new listeners you know unique listeners coming to the podcast downloads all of it it's because of you guys you guys are the best i love you guys so much. Thank you for tuning in week in and week out. As always, at STJ7 is the place to go to hit me up on Twitter, or as always, you can go to the Posting and Toasting website and go to the Shock Shock Knicks podcast post and comment in the the space below. Let me know what you guys think about the Knicks and the NBA as it stands. Until then, I will see you guys next week on the Shock Shock Knicks podcast on the Posting and Toasting podcast network.